Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody. It's a Monday, and welcome to my Independence Report. Thank goodness you're here. I'm looking forward to spending uh, the entire hour with you. We've got a wonderful interview that's going to make you think, and it's going to make you grow, I'm hoping. And, uh, of course, that's kind of up to you. You can decide how you want to handle it. But uh, we've got a, a great gentleman. But before I go there, I just wanted to remind everybody that if you like this podcast, if you like this um, um, video cast and what we do, please subscribe to it so that we can grow and more people can be involved and you can learn all about all the fabulous people that we have. I'm doing nine podcasts this week and nine video casts of various topics and subjects. And uh, this topic that we're going to talk about today is really, really quite near and dear to my heart because it has to do with relationships between men and women. And uh, we've got an author. His name is uh, Elliot Katz. He's written the book, Being... The Strong Man a Woman Wants. No, it's not what you think. We're going to talk about that in this book right here. So go out and uh, and get it because I'm telling you, it's going to be, it's a great read and it's it's a quick read and it's very to the point and very cool. So Elliot, welcome to the show. How are you? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. I got. I just have to tell you that, to start off with that that in reading in reading the book, it's a very fascinating read. It's a very quick read, um, and it's very to the point. And it's it's based upon a grandson and a grandfather that that uh, the grandfather just had his fiftieth wedding anniversary, and the grandson is having troubles in his marriage, and is trying to figure out what's going wrong with his marriage and how do they fix it. And uh, um, grandpa has got some sage old advice that's even older than grandpa and so <laughs> we're going to talk about all of that and we've also got the five top reasons that that uh men uh women get mad at men and we're going to talk about that as well so uh elliot the, i guess the first question is why and what may, motivated you to write this book right right well it's like a lot of books of this type it was my own journey i was married for 10 years then i got divorced and like a lot of people at first i blame the other person then I came to the point of asking myself, what do I have to learn from all this? I don't want to go through this again. So I set out on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a relationship. So the first thing I did was I, I talked to other men and I listened to what they said. And the more I listened, the more I realized a lot of us are confused. You know, we hear all these very confusing messages about relationships, what a man should be, you know, all this stuff, toxic masculinity. Like no, nobody's really sure what to be. So then I started reading books on relationships and they really didn't say anything to me. And then I turned to the teachings and writings that men have been writing over the centuries with advice for younger men on what it means to be a man in a relationship. And I was blown away because what I learned coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show their share of leadership. They, they can't make a decision and they won't take responsibility. I, I was just blown away. <laughs> Well, well, I have to. I when I first uh, when you first approached me to uh, uh, have you on to talk about the book, and I was going, hmm, being a strong man is that what a woman wants? You know, being a strong man, a woman wants, and it's like, 
hmm, what does that exactly mean? I'm not exactly sure. Is it, is it, is it being tough? Is it being, you know, what, what exactly it is? And then I got into the book and it was like, aha, I get it now, kind of. And I need to re- I'm going to read it again uh, just in case I happen to fall into another relationship because it will become in very, very handy. But th- there is a difference between what you're talking about being a strong man and what some people might think you're talking about. Right, right. Being strong is not being abusive or controlling. It's, it's showing your shared leadership. It's being able to make a decision. It's not backing away when there's a situation that needs to be dealt with. It's knowing what's going on in your family. And, you know, you see a situation that needs to be dealt with. Step forward, show, show some initiative and, 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 like, be the man of the family. Be the, be the father. Be the husband. You know, a lot of men will say to me, and I was the same, like, I come home from work. I, you know, whatever my wife tells me to do, I do it. And why isn't she happy? I said to them, and I learned this lesson myself. I said, well, you know, person, if you just come home and do whatever she tells you to, you know, you should help out. But if that's all you're doing, what's the difference between you and a nanny? That's what a nanny does. Like just does whatever the woman says. You know, if you if you want to be the man, you got to take know what's going on. Take show your share of leadership because you think see, this is the thing. Men are so afraid of being accused of being controlling with all this stuff today, you know, about toxic and being abusive and controlling. So they've gone to the other extreme. I'll, I'll just do whatever she says, and then I'm playing it safe. But no, to her, her, you're leaving all these responsibilities on her. And she says, well, what do I need this guy here for? I could just hire a nanny. <laughs> you're, 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 you know, you're, you're leaving all these things on her, and it's, you know, you're leaving all these responsibilities on her. You're leaving all, making all these decisions on her. She doesn't like it. She wants you to show your share of leadership and make your share of decisions. Because as one woman said to me, when she always has to tell a man what to do, it makes her feel like he's a child and she is his mother and she does not want to be his mother. Oh, I I, I understand. It's like it's like that uh, um, age old thing of like, well, honey, well, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't care. What do you want? It's, and it's like, no, I asked you, what do you want? Oh, honey, whatever you want. I don't care. It's like that, that, it used to, it used to irritate my wife greatly whenever I, she said, I want to know what to think. Kevin, Kevin, I use that example all the time that, you know, wife calls her husband at work. What would you like for supper? Chicken or fish? And he thinks, why is she bothering me? I'm so busy at work. And he says, you're a great cook. Whatever you make will be good. And he thinks, well, what's, why can't you? I say to him, look, if the decision doesn't matter to you, then it's really easy to make the decision. Just choose one. <laughs> it's easy because she's calling you because she wants you to make the decision. That's why she's asking you to make the decision. She wants you to. And when you back away, she resents it. Just chicken or fish, say what you want. Just say chicken, say fish. <laughs> But, you know, it's so interesting that you that you brought that up because, like, so many men relate to that. Like, why is she bothering me? I got all these important things going on at work. You know, that she's your wife. She asks you a question. Make a decision. <laughs> well, she, yeah, yeah, because you're right. If if she didn't care, if she was just going to make something and you were expected to eat it, she never would call you. I mean, what would be the point? So she would just do that. But she want she genuinely wants your opinion and wants you you to uh, engage with that, right? Exactly. And not only that, but you know, what happens is if you start, you always back away from making these decisions. Then when something comes up that's, hey, this is important to me. I want it done this way. And she just like ignores you. And you think, well, why? I I let her make all these other decisions. 
why why is am I just being ignored? Because you know, you 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 sort of shunted away from being a decision maker, and now she just has no respect for you. Which is the probably the worst place you can be as a husband is when your spouse doesn't respect you, doesn't respect your opinion, and 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 basically says. And they get to a point, at least mine did, uh, she got to a point where it's like, doesn't matter what you say. I don't respect you anyway. Right, right. And that's, 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 <laughs> that could be a bit of a problem <laughs> going, going no, down. Kidding. No, that, that's, that's, the, that's like the slippery slope to ending the marriage. Exactly. So tell us, now the book, you put it into a format that I really love because it's uh, along, um, along the lines of, um, if, if for those of you that are that are paying attention, if you uh, ever ever needed to read a book like the One Minute Manager or something like that, it's it's in that in that vein. Is that was that by design on your part to make it that kind of book? Exactly. I think people are more they receive things more when in the form of a story. If they're just being told do this, do this, do this, but in the form of a story, I think people are more receptive. To, to receiving the messages and that and then and and you know what it, it's it's sort of real it, uh, that you know fathers and grandfathers teach their sons and grandsons this wisdom and and the reason it's a grandfather teaching it to his grandson is because his father didn't teach it to him that that's sort of part of the message like he's going to his grandfather to teach him this timeless wisdom because his father either didn't know was so absorbed by these ideas that we hear today and never taught his son so that, that's why he's gone to his grandfather. Well, you know, it's interesting because in my personal situation, my father was a um, hardworking man. He worked six days a week for a major corporation, and he worked all the time. And so consequently, work was his. And he told me later on in life, he said, I, I, I was a one-trick pony. Um, what I could do is I could work. The family stuff, I just left to your mom, and I didn't. none of that mattered and the, but ultimately it did matter because it affected the entire family on on how we were all uh, on how we all perceived life and who he was and who we were and it really wasn't a, a very healthy situation at all you know kevin I've, I've heard similar stories so many times that men just feel well my job is to provide i want to be a good provider and 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 they they, they think and they think well you know the woman is the mother she it's really she knows more about raising children. I don't really know. And so I'll just leave it all to her. And ultimately, it's like, hey, how come it just didn't work? Like for the, the sons, they, well, what kind of example, you know, you know, like sons when they're growing up, and, and I'm sure you experienced it. I know I did. When you're growing up, you're, you're looking at and your father. You're looking at other men because you want to learn, like, well, how, how do I act as a man? Huh? How does a man act? And, and if your father's just always working, coming home late, you know, coming home exhausted, hardly talking to you, it's a real loss. And I, I tell men, I said, you know, you work hard at your job because you want to provide a good life for your for your family. So in the same way, you have to save some of your energy to come home and be a father and show your share of leadership and talk to your kids and be very involved in what's going on for the same reason, because you want to you, you're, you want to have a good life for your family. So and otherwise, you know, you see all these people, and I've seen them, you've seen them, very successful, very wealthy. It's like, but their marriages are falling apart. I think, well, gee, well, what happened? Like, you know, but but that's what it's like. You got to show your role. I, I've seen it so many times, and, and it takes a conscious decision 
my father's to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to work hard because I want to provide a nice life for my family, but I'm also going to work hard at home and be, and not just do whatever my wife says, but be involved and see what's going on, see problems that are need to be dealt with, step forward, find solutions, implement them, take the lead on implementing them. Don't, don't just back away. Don't just wait for your wife to solve them and tell, them, tell you what to do. Be a father. Be a father who's like showing his share of leadership. Well, and you just you just said the magic word there, which is leadership. Um, you can't you can't uh, just be disengaged uh, in what's happening in the house and what's happening with the kids, and and then suddenly some kid your kid comes home drunk or whatever, and you're just not you're just not engaged with them, and you had no idea or whatever the the kids or the behavior is. Um, and leadership is is a key cornerstone of what you talk about, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and it's not about being controlling. It's about showing your share of leadership. Obviously, your wife will, will show her share of leadership, but don't just leave all leadership to her. She she will resent you. And, you know, she doesn't want to wear the, you know, she doesn't want to have to be the one who wears the pants all the time. <laughs> and, you know, this begins, this begins on the first date. You know, <laughs> I, I couldn't count the number of single women who will say to me, a man asked me out, then he can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee. He wants to her to make all the decisions. And, and, and she's thinking, you know, how is he going to handle the challenges that come with marriage and family life if he can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee? <laughs> no, really, really, you know, as I say in my list of five things, a man has to be a man with a plan. When you ask a woman on a date, have a plan. And, and when you're in married life, have a plan. You see a situation, come up with a solution. You know, especially with the Internet, there's so many ways to get information. You have a problem with your kid. There's so many, you know, ways to get information and solutions and finding ideas how to solve it. Come up with a plan. Step forward. You know, decide. Is this something I should discuss with my wife or it's something she'd rather I handle on my own? If it's something you should discuss with my wife, share it with her. Get her input. And then, then, and then step forward and deal with it. You will be her hero. She will love you. Well, I was thinking about that as I was uh, reading the book and uh, thinking about uh, what would a woman like. And it dawned on me, and, and I'm, I'm in your camp solidly now because it dawned on me that what, what a woman would like, at least I would, I think, is certainty. They want to know what's, what's, what's happening. They want to know that you can be depended upon. They want to know that you're engaged, that you're involved, that, that, that you may you may make a deci- you may make a decision that she doesn't agree with, but that's something that you can then discuss and and talk about uh, what what you're going to do next. Because if you just say if you just leave it to her, then then she's it, it's frustrating for somebody when you do that, isn't it? It's very frustrating. I, I was you know I was surprised when I wrote the book. I would I would tell men here read it. Don't let your wife see it. Just do it. You'll see things look better. <laughs> And and because I I guess I didn't think that women would openly admit I want a man to show leadership, but that the opposite happened. The women are the main buyers of the book; <laughs> they give it to their husbands to read. One woman said, "I'm going to tell him to read it, and when he's finished, I'm waiting for him in the bedroom in my negligee." <laughs> they they really want it, and like the comments that I've gotten, like on Amazon or other places, you know, women say, "If my husband had understood these basic but crucial truths, our marriage of 38 years would not have disintegrated." So many women have said. You know, women, I said, I have said these things to my husband over and over. Be strong, show leadership, be manly, make decisions. And he just didn't get it. And now we're divorced. And, and you know, those situations, the sad thing is, is those husbands, 
they're probably good people. They probably thought, I'm, I'm being a good husband. I work hard. I bring home an income. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be controlling you. We'll do it your way. It, like so many times men will say, the decision doesn't matter to me. We'll do it your way. <laughs> you know, one woman said to me, my husband, you know, came time to plan the vacation. He said to me, you plan it. We'll just do whatever you want. And he says, I felt like he was a child. And I thought, look, look at even for planning implication, she she wants him to take the lead and do something. Like she doesn't want to have to tell him what to do. It's uh, you know, and and you know, today there are so many men who will just say, "Oh, I just do whatever my wife tells me to do." Uh, you know, one fellow said to me, "My wife says to me, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously joking, but there's truth in every joke, right? It's, Oh yeah, it's it's that, uh, that, and I've used this saying um, um, before, which is uh, if you do what you're told, sometimes you get to do what you want uh, when you're talking about. But that's that is blatantly not true uh, because if you if you're always are doing what you're told, then she feels like she's raising a son in addition to their children, and right. and that's and that's not can't be healthy. It can't be healthy. No, she resents it. She resents it, and and the sad thing is that men don't understand that. That's that. So you know, when I get, you know, I've talked to a lot of divorced men, and they said nobody ever told me this before. If I had known this, maybe we wouldn't be divorced today. It's uh, so that's my mission. That's why I've written this book, to change the men of the world, to re- reduce divorce, to reduce the number of children from broken homes. It's uh, well, yeah, I. I'm glad you're on a mission because I'm on a mission too. My mission is to uh, eliminate hate, division, and fear, and yours is to uh, bring men into the into the 21st century where they can really be men. And you know what? What I loved about what you wrote is that when you talk about being a man, you're not talking about being manly, macho, uh, disregarding of other people's feelings. You're talking about things that that we don't really want to talk about, like responsibility um standing up for what's right uh having integrity uh, all of those it's like oh god now i gotta have integrity god you know and, and but you're right that's that's vital for us absolutely you know you talked about two things what about taking responsibility you know i remember when i was uh fairly newly separated I got together with a friend who was also newly separated, and like we were, we were, it was like we could finish each other's sentences. It was so amazing. And, and as we were walling in our mutual victimhood, he said something that really shocked me. He said his wife had run up fifty thousand dollars on the credit cards, and I said, uh, "How could you let that go on? You have children." And then it really hit me. It's like, how could he let that go on? How could I let go on what I did let go on? So it, it's only take responsibility. Like, don't blame your wife. If you gave in to something that she pressured you into, even though you knew it was wrong and it goes wrong just like you thought it would, don't blame her. Because nobody has any sympathy for a man who says he's a victim of his wife. And, you know, and, and in the book, you know, the book's not religious, but like the biblical story of Adam and Eve, you know, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it, when I read it, like looking for advice on relation, it kicked me in the head. So, you know, Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden. They one command, don't eat the fruit of, of the tree of knowledge. Eve eats it, she gets Adam to eat it. it well, she pressures him, he gives in. And then God says to him, did you eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge I command you not to eat? And does he take responsibility? No, he says, the woman you sent me gave it to me and I ate it. I, said, I couldn't believe it. He gave in to something he knew was wrong. 
And then he blames his wife. I thought only men today did that. And I admit it. I did it too. So, you know, we have to learn, take responsibility. You know, don't give in to something that's wrong. And if you do, don't blame her. Take responsibility. And the other thing, you know, he said about manliness, you know, really, see, I tell people, I learned what it means to be manly by looking it up in the dictionary. Because if you actually look up the word manly in the dictionary, like in my Webster's Dictionary, it says, manliness is the admirable qualities of man of a mature character. It is very positive things. It is taking responsibility. It is having courage. It is being decisive. It's actually a very positive thing. So all these people who are going around today saying we have to redefine masculinity, no, we don't, because it already means a very positive thing. Look in your dictionary, manliness, you know, courage, integrity, being honorable, being self-reliant, having self-confidence. This is what it means. And these are the traits that we as men need to work on developing in ourselves. And I'm not saying women don't have them. Women have them too. But we men have to work on to, that. That is what it means to grow as a man, to work on developing those, those traits in ourselves. Now, even if you are married to a strong woman, and who's been used to, you know, maybe she, you got married when you were in the 30s, and she's used to running her life a certain way. Her, she still wants to defer to you at times, correct? A strong woman wants a strong man. She doesn't, more than any woman, she doesn't want a guy who's weak, who just wants to do, just tell me what to do, I'll do it, to be her personal uh, messenger. <laughs> she wants a man who is her equal or stronger. And I remember talking to one woman in particular. She says to me, you know, she, she runs her own business. She says, when I'm at work, I may be a boss, but when I'm with a man, I want to feel like a woman. I want him to take charge. She doesn't want somebody to control her because she's a strong woman, but she doesn't want some guy who's just going to say, whatever you want, whatever. No, be a man. Take, be strong. Develop some backbone. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about this. And I, and I was thinking, you know, you're at work all day, and but but to a certain extent, the jobs that we do, we enjoy doing. There are aspects of it that we may not, but most of the time, we enjoy going to work. We enjoy the, the that that prospect. But when you have somebody with like two or three kids at home, and they're home all day, and then you come home and you say, "I'm tired. I've been working all day. I'm going to go have a beer and watch the game," and then she doesn't get any break. She doesn't get any, any any opportunity to pass off the responsibilities of the household to somebody else because you're abdicating that, and so you're not doing it. No wonder she gets irritated with you. Right, right. So you know what? Uh, I, I've I've you know, met a lot of men in that situation, and what the thing to do is really make an agreement with your wife. Okay, I'm, as soon as I come home for the first half hour, let's just chill together. Let's have some coffee or or something or. Let's just talk about our days. And then once I sort of recharge my batteries, then I'm ready to take on and, and help. Or if you don't think that would work, you know, on your way home, ha- have some, you know, have some coffee, have some cake, have a sandwich. Like, so when you get home, you have some energy and you're ready to start helping. Because I know, you know, she's been home all day working and she thinks you're at work all day. You're not really doing anything. <laughs> That's exactly so right. that means you've been away all day. You're not doing anything because you're not at home helping. So when you get home, be ready to help. But, but you know, do something to, like, to, to recharge your batteries. And, like, really, like I said, save some energy because for, for the same reason you work, you got to save some energy for a home because you want your family to have a good life. You don't want your 
to be divorced, your kids from a broken home. That's why you do it. I, I tell you. Um, by the way, we're talking with Elliot Katz. He's written the book, Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants. Please pick it up. You can go pick it up, at I'm sure, at Amazon and right. your, your website, which is uh, ElliotKatz.com, right? Right, right. And, and it's two T's and Elliot. <laughs> yes. And, well, and you've also written several other books in there, and so this is your eighth or ninth? Eighth, eighth book, yeah. Yeah. But the, the other books are, are more about uh, the outdoors, bicycling, hiking. <laughs> well, which is which is all well and good, but this was I, – I, so you – begs a question. You wrote uh, seven books that were all about hiking and biking and being in the outdoors. And you live in Toronto. It's a beautiful area. And, and uh, Canada is a beautiful country and, and stuff. And then you this, – this was kind of like a leap of faith on your part, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's different than all the others. And and the interesting thing is, I kind of when I was writing it, it was it's really my own learning, sharing, writing down what I was learning. I, was, I initially kind of wrote it for myself and my friends, and then uh, much to my surprise, it got picked up by publishers in other other countries, and one country led to another. So it's been translated to twenty four languages around the world, in Asia, Europe, Latin America, Africa, and even in countries. Like like Brazil, when we think the whole image of machismo originated, it's published by a big publisher there. And in Japan, you think you think where every man has a geisha, it's published by a big publisher there. So I think my point is that it really struck a chord that men need to learn these things. A lot of men were not taught these things. It doesn't come naturally to a lot of men. So we need like either a father or other older male role model to le- learn from, or 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 read the book is it's it's really it's all the same wisdom that I gathered from reading all these teachings that have been written over the centuries. It's it's really it was a fascinating journey for me. And I'll tell you, Kevin, when I look back at how I was before, I think, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But now, thankfully, now things are a lot better. It really changed my life this journey, and and things are a lot better today. So. And I wish that on on everyone else. And also, it's not only available as a paperback on Amazon; it's also an ebook on on Kindle and Kobo and Apple Books. If, uh... You know, one of the one of these days, you know, I, I I do voiceover work, and I'd be happy to voice this for you because uh, this would this would be a it's, this would be a wonderful book to do that because I love the I love the way you have it um, 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 assembled because if you have a specific question about a specific idea or a specific issue that you're having, as an example, making decisions is, is a chapter in your book, or setting goals is a chapter. So if you're having a specific thing, you can pull this out and look at that particular chapter and kind of refresh yourself without having to read the entire thing again. You can use it as a reference guide for how to run your life, right? Exactly. I mean, that's why I wrote it for myself or as a reference guide to my own life. And uh, like I said, it's really struck a chord around the world because really everyone else, other men are struggling with the same issues. They're not sure. They hear all these confusing ideas. And, and when a book is saying, hey, this is what you know was taught to men over the centuries, try it. You'll see life will be a lot better. Now, in, in the uh, uh work that you've done have you followed up with any of the couples that uh that have bought the book and and have made changes what what kind of response do you get from that after they read the book you know it's it's been so rewarding like literally couples have written you know this this book has saved our marriage 
one fellow wrote, uh, this on, on Amazon, you know, Elliot Katz is hiding in my attic. What he writes is describing exactly what's going on in my home. And when my wife was telling me, be a man, be strong, I didn't know what she meant. I didn't know what she was talking about. And now, after reading this book, I understand. Another fellow said his, his girlfriend broke up with him because he wasn't showing any leadership. He wasn't being a leader. And he says, I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. <laughs> And now I, you know, I read this book a few times, and now I understand. It's, it's really, and, and you know, and men will say to me, when I coach men, they'll say to me, no one has ever told me this before. You know, guys who are divorced, guys in marriages are going down the tubes. I say, I got to show you a share of leadership. You say, no, no one's ever told me this. Why did no one ever tell me this before? I, th- I think it's a lost art. A lot, of, a lot of folks are, we spend all of our time being dysfunctional. And doing doing stuff that we that we don't think about, well, how we're operating. See, it's almost like in this in this book, you're operating your life like a business, and you're operating it the way you would if you were to hire somebody to do it well. Um, does that make sense? I'm not really sure what you mean. Sorry, go ahead, explain that what you mean. Okay, what I mean by that is like if you look at your family unit as right. kind of like you, you have to have a CEO. You have to have a CFO or a, a chief financial officer, and it can be the same guy. But you also have different different people doing different things, but there's got to be somebody in charge. And when you're operating a house where there's nobody in charge or a manager that is underneath the CEO has to, has to be in charge, then they lose respect for the CEO, and then he ends, in a company they end up firing him. But in, 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 so that's, that's kind of where I'm going with that. No, exactly, exactly, and and the family, the, the wife divorces the husband <laughs> instead of firing him. That's that's uh, which is yeah. essentially the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's and and you know, and the sad thing is, like like I said at the beginning, like men, you know, we want to be good husbands, we want to be good fathers, and so many men who are divorced, I know they're good guys. I like them; they're good people. Like they're not alcoholics, you know, all those negative things that you think people divorce their husbands for. You know, they're good people, and, you know, they tried hard to provide well, and they just didn't understand that you got to do more than that. you got to be the leader of the family. You see a problem in your family, don't blame your wife, even if it is her fault. <laughs> don't blame her. There's nothing to be gained. Just, you, you know, if, if it needs to be solved, figure out a problem, figure out a solution and solve it, you know, if, you know, if your kid drops out of school and is sitting at home all day doing nothing and, and your wife's not doing anything about it, you could you could blame her. Well, what, what, what good will that do? <laughs> Figure out a solution. Maybe get the kid a job, you know, let them go to work. And, you know, and you have the ability to do that. You have the contacts. You know, get him a job. So he, he gets out and doesn't spend all day in bed. You know, all these things. I mean, I, I say that because that was an example of a, a fellow that I helped. Uh, you know, it was his situation. It's like. Don't just blame. It doesn't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna help. It's not gonna make your wife love you anymore. Just step forward and, and deal with the situations. Really, be, you'll be her hero. And when you're in those types of situations where it's and somebody's made a mistake or or the wife made a decision and it wasn't right or whatever, you never uh, 
approach that in front of the children, right? You take that off into the bedroom, and then you, the, the two of you can sit down and talk about what you what needs to happen to make it right. And and at the end of the day, somebody has to make a decision. Um, you you have to decide how to do it, and then somebody's got to make the final determination of what's going to take place, right? No, absolutely. I mean, but you know, I th- I think ultimately. Um, you, you both have the same goal. You want your children to be, you know, happy and well-adjusted. It, it shouldn't be that difficult. Like, you might say, okay, if she has one way, okay, we can try your way first. If it doesn't work, we'll try my way. It, it's really not that difficult. The main thing is really, you know, step forward. Be a, be a full participant. Show your share of leadership. Don't just think your job is to bring in the money. It, it's uh, You need money, but... You know, it's not enough. You can't really be a a true father if you're just bringing in the money. And, you know, I've heard this situation. I'm sure you have. You know, the fathers say, you know, my kids only come to me asking for money because, well, maybe that's all they, all you ever did was give them money. You got to, you know, get involved in their lives. Find out what's happening. You know, share your life experience. I, 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 one thing I tell fathers, like, you know, you have wisdom from your life. Your children want to hear it. Share your life experience. Share your life wisdom with them. Tell them things. And then the, they'll come to you with, you know, tell you about their own lives. There's so much to do. You can't just, you know, I, I you know, today the economy and everybody wants this and that. You think, if I can just earn enough money, everything will be okay. You know, you need to earn money, but you, you, there's a lot more you need to do. Money doesn't solve the problems. All it does is it it, it, hel- it helps you eat and it helps you have, you know, something, a roof over your head, but you still have to be engaged in your life. And I think that's what a lot of, a lot of people are missing is that they, they're, they're not engaged. They're, they get so tired from working that they're not engaged in what they should do because everything that work, you know, you can go get another job. It's, it's hard to go find another wife. Uh, to find another life partner, but that's that really is hard because uh, you found one, and so work do you work your butt off to make sure that that survives and and you can make that work. Right, right, right. No, I I I've met uh, a lot of people who, you know, they have jobs that just require long, long hours, and they'll say, you know, I quit that job because I wanted to see my children. <laughs> you know, if you're working till ten o'clock at night. And you come home, your children are asleep, you know, and, and you hardly see them in the morning. It's no life. It's not fair to the children. And maybe you need to downsize your, your living expenses so that you can see your children. Because that, that, that's what they're, you know, what, what, when you think about it, like when Father's Day comes around, what do people say about their father? He bought me this. He bought me that. No, he taught me this. He taught me that. I remember him telling me this and guiding me this way. That's what they remember. They don't say, oh, yeah, he... He bought this and that for me. They, they don't remember that. It's what did I learn from him? And they don't care about the stuff that you may have bought. And they they don't remember. You're right. It's it's about it's about the character, and you know it's about the character of the guy. Um, if if you are somebody who's upstanding character, you've got um, you you've got uh, good uh, um, leadership skills, and you have. You take responsibility for your life and for what's going on and for the, what's happening within the family and all and those things. You have integrity. When you're wrong, you you admit you're wrong. When you, when your kids have got something that they want to say, you listen to them. Uh, that can, and your wife the same way. It it can be it can be a fulfilling thing, and it's hard to get there, isn't it? Sometimes. 
It's very hard, but I think you just have to make make it a conscious decision that that's what I want. That's the kind of life I want. I'm not, and and so I just want to share with you. That I put together a list of the top five things men do. I was going to ask that. Yep, that's next. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Thinking it makes them good guys, but actually makes women fed up with them. So say that again. Okay, the top five things men do. Thinking it makes them good guys but actually makes women fed up with them. Perfect. <laughs> so number five is what I mentioned earlier, not being a man with a plan. You know, show leadership, and it starts with the first date. Don't ask her out and then say, oh, and she says yes, and then say, oh, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? <laughs> Be a man with a plan. Think about what you would enjoy doing and, um, and, and, and uh, you suggest it to her. She might have a better idea, which you can do. It doesn't mean you have to do it your way, but if you have no plan, she just sees you as someone who can't, won't be able to handle marriage. Expecting her to split the bill on the first date. So when it's, <laughs> and you're single, you split the bill is not the way to show you believe in gender equality. If she offers to pay, she's probably testing you to see if you'll insist on paying. So, um, you know, when you pay, it makes her feel special. Yep. Number three, always saying whatever you want, you decide. So this is what we were talking about earlier. If there's a decision to may, may make it, she wants to see that you have the ability to make a decision. The decision may not be important, but show you can make a decision. Well, really, one of the meanings of the word manliness is being decisive. So, And two, when she always has to tell him what to do, this is what we've been talking about. You know, what he, he may think, I'm showing I'm a non-controlling good guy, but if she always has Selma too, it makes her feel like a ch- he's a child and she's his mother. That's what we. And number one, not standing up to her when she treats him badly. You know, so many guys will just say, <coughs> "Excuse me," will say, "We'll just laugh it off," and they'll think they're being nice guys. But really, the more you let her go on, the more she loses respect for you, and she can't respect someone who doesn't respect themselves. So you really need to set boundaries on, and, and then she may be testing you. Are you able to set boundaries? Set those boundaries on what you're willing to accept. And, 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 uh, you know, and I tell men, how do you do this? Don't tell it like stopping disrespectful. Tell it, say, say the positive thing. You say, you know, please lower your voice. Please speak to me respectfully. Don't say stopping and so. <laughs> <laughs> That, just say the positive thing, the positive action you want. That's hard sometimes. Because when everybody gets into it, it's really hard sometimes to take a step back. How do you advocate somebody do that? Yeah, well, you know, so that, that's a good question. So the title is Being the Strong Man. So what is being strong? If you read the book, is being strong is, is about controlling yourself. A man who's strong is someone who can control his emotions and his impulses. A weak person is a person who blows up and uh, yells and screams. And think about it. When you see somebody yelling and screaming, you look at them like they look like a fool. Well, that's how people look at you when you yell and scream. <laughs> so just uh, so being strong is not about controlling others. It's about controlling yourself. And ultimately that will bleed over into all of your all of your relationships. And, you know, I was thinking about this. This, can, this being a strong man works when you are in business it works with your relationships at home um and having integrity and doing all those things doing what you say you're going to do and then following through and doing it and the, those sorts of things they all play in all facets of your life right absolutely absolutely 
and, and that's that's the thing. That's the unusual thing. Sometimes you'll hear a man say, you know, I'm I'm really aggressive. I'm really show leadership at work. But when I'm at home, I I just do whatever my wife tells me to do. So so the thing is, well, you know, you know already how to be a leader. You just have to apply those same principles to, to your home life. Like step four, you see a situation, deal with it. You know, there's some things your wife deals with fine, but then there's some things that you need to deal with. And just like in a business, like some things, you know, you may have a, a, a an assistant, they, they deal with it. But then if it goes up to you, then you have to deal with it. So it's the same thing at home. Look for situations that you need to deal with that need your ability to take the lead and solve them. See, and I've got I've got a really good idea. How uh, you could you could uh, you could take the, the the book here, which by the way I'm holding it up right here for if you all want to see it and go get it. And but instead of saying being the strong man a woman wants, being the strong man and um, is cross out woman and put employer or put coach, <laughs> and then uh, all the <laughs> you you could you could do write three or four more books and not change a word. No, you're, no, you're right. It is, it is the same, similar principles, and you know that's. Uh, you know, I, I remember realizing that. You know, I, I had not been showing leadership, and I realized I need to sh- learn how to how to show leadership. And really, the principles of leadership are, are are similar. Like you can read books on business leadership on, you know, really what what is it like? A leader needs to speak to people in a way that they need to be spoken to. You want to motivate your staff. You want to motivate your wife. You want to motivate your children. You need to think, what do they need to hear to be motivated to support what I want to do? Like with your wife, like if, if you want her to, to support something that you want to do and you're not sure she'll support it, like how do you do it? You say, well, this will help us achieve what's important to us, right? We want our children to be able to do this. So if we do this at this stage, ultimately it will lead to success and what we want for our children. And same thing in a business. We want to have a successful year. Well, you know, we got to work hard for the next couple of months and then things will be better or whatever. I mean, think, what does that person need to hear? Not what I want to say and say, hey, people, <laughs> get to work. <laughs> no, it's got, what do they need to hear? It's, it's uh, there was one quote I, I had. Leadership is speaking to people in, uh, in a way that gets them to do something they don't want to do and feel good about doing it. So think about what you're saying. Don't just shoot your mouth off. Like, just sh- think. It's, you know, years ago I was in the restaurant business and I was a general manager. I had uh, 70 employees, four managers, and we and it was a multi-million dollar property. And, and it was up to me to make sure that everybody was motivated and getting ready for a Friday night or Saturday night. And, and we would, you know, I'd wander around saying, we're going to be busy, so get ready. You're going to make a lot of money tonight. That's, you know, you're, you're going to take care of your people and do all of those things to get them all. Unfortunately, when I went home, I didn't necessarily do the same thing. Right, right. And yeah, yeah. just I just kind of let it be and 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 you know, sit there and watch a movie or whatever, but didn't, but didn't actively participate as much as I could have. That's unfortunate. I mean, I, I made the same mistakes. <laughs> well, and, and we all do, but we're still alive so that we can tell other people how to maybe, if you're in your 20s and you just got married last year, get this book 
because it will help you understand your role in a marriage and how you can help it work for you and your wife uh, so that you don't end up being married for 20 years and and uh and falling apart and 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 ending up getting a divorce where you can't even communicate anymore because she doesn't respect you and you you don't respect each other and it just kind of falls apart and you don't really even know why or how you get a lot of that don't you you know what 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 you've said is so important because so many men you know when they're like you said married a year two five years things are good so well you know Things are okay, it's, but it's only when things start going down the tube that they get into, oh, I got to, you know, I get this book or I'm looking for answers, I'm looking for answers. You know, do it early. Do it early so you don't end up in that situation. And and that's a really good message that you're saying because, you know, like I said, I meet so many divorced men and they're good people. And, like, they really just didn't know what they should have been doing all along. So you start early and, and go up with your marriage. Don't Don't go down. <laughs> Well, and, and uh, I don't know about in, in your in your group of friends, but in my group of friends and people that I've known, uh, including high school people and stuff, I know two, two couples from high school, two, two out of, I don't know, 1,500 kids uh, that graduated the same year I did, two couples that are still married. Uh, everybody else has been divorced a couple of times. And if if you're if you're divorced if you're divorced a couple of times you you really need to read this book or get your significant other to read this book because something you got to change your behavior at one point in time or the it's it's uh, what is it uh, uh, Einstein's law uh, if you if you keep repeating the same stuff and expecting a different result you're crazy I know that's paraphrasing yeah yeah the definition of insanity know what you're saying is absolutely so true because people you know they get divorced they think well I married the wrong person. I just got to marry the right person this time, and but they end up with really the same kind of person and a different and uh, a different body, a different person. And yep. you see it, and you see that it's like you, you know, look at yourself. You're not really. I tell people you're not ready to get, you know, start getting involved with another in another relationship until you look at yourself and say, you know, I, I realize what I did wrong. I realize the lessons I had to learn, and I'm going to work on myself and growing, and especially even when you know. When you start dating after divorce, you know, people ask you, well, why are you divorced? And so instead of saying, well, my wife was this or that, just say, let me tell you what I learned and let me tell you how I've grown as a person and why I believe I'm now ready for a new and better relationship. Because blaming, you know, nobody wants to hear it. It's just exhausting to listen to it. It's a big turnoff. Well, and the, and the other thing is too, uh, when you when you're divorced and you're on a first date or a second date, it's almost like a job interview. It's you know, it's like they have your resume in front of you. Okay, so you were married for how long? Um, and and what happened there? What what did you do? Uh, how come you're not married anymore? And uh, you know, so if you can say exactly what you just said, which is I've it was a mistake. I've learned from it, and this is how I would handle it differently today. You might have a better shot at being able to buy that dinner and uh, not not have to uh, uh, split the bill. And- uh, absolutely, no, nobody really wants to hear you blame the other person because everyone wants to wants to. What did you learn? What you know really. It's, and it's refreshing to hear, you know, when you someone says, I, I realize the mistakes I made and I, I'm working on myself because I don't want to go through this again. And that's and ultimately that's why I wrote the book. So <laughs> I don't have to go through it again. And uh, everybody else can read it and they don't have to get divorced again or they don't have to get divorced in the first place. That That's really the goal. And uh, I encourage, like, young guys, read it now so, so that things get better, not, not when you're, uh, you know, 
your wife is asking for a divorce and you think, well, what did I do? What did I, where are the answers? It's, uh, I mean, if you're in that stage, get the book and, 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 and change yourself and you may, you may see, uh, your wife, you know, become more positive towards you. But, uh, you know, these are things that men, like I said at the beginning, that men used to be taught and just in this generation, we weren't taught it and really important. And the interesting thing is, you know, like women actually support it. Like it's so contrary to the, the sort of the messages we hear overall in the media about, you know, masculinity and you read the fine masculine. No, these are the ideas about men, what a man should be, that for generations men were taught. And women really like this. Women want a man who's a real man. She doesn't want a guy who's like, yes, what do you want? Whatever you say, just <laughs> you decide. Whatever you want, you decide. Or yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear. It's very frustrating. She actually likes it when you take the lead. That makes her feel protected. I've had women say, when a man takes the lead, it makes her feel protected. And when he's strong, it makes her feel protected. Women want that. It's Nothing has changed. Their human nature hasn't changed. And our, our human nature hasn't changed. This is what women really want. Well, and it's, it's very nice, especially, uh, and you said it earlier, a strong woman who's a career professional, and she's she's got a bunch of folks that work for her, and at work she has to be strong, she has to be tough, she's got to be uh, um, all those things uh, in order for her to be successful. When she comes home, she wants to take her her, her shoes off and, and not have to think about, about stuff. So that's when we can enter in. And, you know, honestly, I think most men would like to be strong men they just don't know how to do it you know i've had you know a lot of men first of all they don't know how and then sometimes a man will say to me well i tried to take the lead but she didn't let me so i can only be a leader if my wife lets me i've heard that heard that lots of times that i say to them she doesn't need to let you where did you get this idea <laughs> she doesn't need to let you she you just need to show leadership if, if she disagrees with you on something well Maybe she's got a point, or maybe she's testing you to see if you really mean it. But just just see, look at situations and step forward and deal with them. Your kids, your family, your home, all these things. Like, just keep doing it. And she's, you know, don't just give up after a couple of tries. Just keep doing because that's ultimately what she wants. She may disagree. Like I said, maybe she's got a good point. And, and maybe together. I mean, that's why it's good to have a good wife who can give you input. But just don't ever get at this. That she, you need to get her permission to lead. Well, oh, no. but, but, but then you aren't. If you have to get your wife's permission to lead, all you're doing is confirming that she's your mother. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Exactly. And so it would make it would make sense for you. It's like, honey, can I can I lead today? Would that be all right yeah, yeah, with you? No, I know, I know, I know. It's yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. By the way, we've been talking with um, uh, Elliot Katz, and they go to his website, which is Elliot with two L's, Katz uh, dot com, and that's K A T two L's and two T's. Oh, two T's. Oh, yeah, the two T's part. Yeah, because no, it's usually spelled with one T. So. It's mine's with two, so that's why I have to point it out. Oh, gotcha. And uh, being the strong man a woman wants, timeless wisdom on being a man. It is an award-winning book, 24 languages it's been turned into. It's worth your time, worth your hard-earned money to go buy this because it could save your marriage. And if you want to talk about wasting hard-earned money, getting a divorce is a great way to do that. I can tell you that from personal experience. I, I, I tell people... 
the book's a lot cheaper than getting divorced. A lot cheaper. So let me just tell you something else. I have a, a 30-point action plan. It's a 30-point action plan to, to, to implement the ideas in the book about how to show your share of leadership, making decisions, taking responsibility, how to grow stronger, but thinking before you act, being manly, and have setting goals. So and if anybody wants it, uh, just write to me at either through my website or my email, which is Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, double T, R-K-A-T-Z, at AOL.com. Let me just repeat it, E-L-L-I-O-T-T-R-K-A-T-Z at AOL.com. I'll be happy to send it to you. And, uh, you know, you could just start. It's really developing an action plan, how I'm going to change myself to change the situation in my marriage and in my home. Because you can't change anybody else, so you can you can always change yourself, but you can't change anybody uh, else. Absolutely. Well, you change yourself, and the people around you will react differently to you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, sir. We need to talk again you know, fairly soon. When I get some uh, feedback from this, we'll have to have you back on, and we'll talk more. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's uh it, it's, it's been, been it's, it's been great fun and and I mean you've been on two hundred shows or you've been all over the place so it's 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 good to see, it's good to see that it's it's out there working and uh, and it's it's really is sound advice so get the get the book being strong being the strong man a woman wants that's what we all want is to have the woman we want so you got to be a strong man to do that so in, in any event anything else that you would like to add before we go sir. Uh, I'm just welcome to hear from people if they have any questions, any comments, if they get a chance to read the book or if they get the 30-point action plan. I'm, I'm open and, you know, let me, let me know if it's helped, but, you know, if you have any questions. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm on a mission. <laughs> And a grand mission it is too, and and you can and you're and you can help people because divorce is not. And if you can avoid divorce, it's not. A, it's a good thing. It's not fun, and you know what? Uh, for kids, it really it's a lifetime thing to, uh, you know, you know, depending on the situation, it, it's not fun. I it's uh, they, they deserve better. Your kids deserve the best, and they deserve a, to grow up in a family that's together. It affected my family greatly. My my two kids, um, uh, mine, yeah, mine as well. So in any event, uh, but thank you so much, sir, for being on the show today. And uh, get the get the book. Uh, Elliot Cass is the author, and uh, I sense that there's more of these types of books in in you, sir, because this this really is is going to have an impact, I think, in the world. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a have a great day, and we'll be talking to you. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.